Hey guys, it's your girl Latoya V and you are now tuned into another episode of In The Press. I'm the Press On Girl and it is my mission to motivate, encourage, and inspire you to continue pressing forward and toward every great blessing that the Lord has for you. I thank God so much for keeping me and covering me and I thank God for bringing you back here on another week because that shows us the opportunity that God has given us to, if not get it right, to give him the glory, the honor, and the praise that he's so deserving of. I love God with everything in me, and I thank him for being so mindful of us that he continues to give us opportunity after opportunity to get it right. I thank God so much for keeping my family, covering me in my finances and my job and transportation and just keeping us from harm and danger, even though we may be near those things that are uh, happening in the world and occurring. God covers us. And I thank him so much for doing just that. I thank God for the blessings that are uh, before me and those blessings that I'm going to reach. I thank God for the new additions coming to my family very soon. God is so wonderful and he continues to bless and I thank him so much. I have been very busy on this past week and I have had a long day on today. So I'm going to be very brief on today. Hopefully you've had a wonderful day. Hopefully you're strengthened. Hopefully uh, you've been feeling good on this past week and you've heard something that has uh, continued to strengthen you and uh, give you something more to think on God about. Um, and I'm going to get right into the thought that the Lord has given me. Um, the first scripture that I want to read is Romans 1 and 25. And it reads, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creator more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And then first John 5 and 21 simply says, little children, keep yourselves from idols. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. And we understand that when we think about idols, we think about objects. Oftentimes we think about objects and we think about those things that people may use as a representation or a symbolism of God. And they worship those things or those um, uh, deities or whatever, what have you, uh, as a representation of God. But we understand that we serve God and we love him through Jesus. And it is because of Jesus that there is an opportunity for us to, to be able to, to reach God. Jesus is that mediator and he is in between us and he is the, the way that we have an opportunity to love God and, and to talk to God and to just reverence him and honor him and, and, and let him know exactly how we feel about him, right? But we also understand that there can be people in our lives or there can be uh, other things that we love and we admire and we revere so much 
that we put it before God or we put that individual before God. And so we have to be very careful. We must be very careful when we are uh, in relationships or we're in friendships or we're in situations because sometimes those things can become so great in our minds that we place those things before the creator of that thing, of that person, of that gift, of that whatever it is that you may have, whatever it is, we have to make sure that we're not putting anything or anyone before God, even our children. And it's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes we don't even realize it. I won't say it's hard, but sometimes we don't even realize that we want something so bad or we admire and we love something so bad that we put it in the place of God. It becomes a small God, small G-O-D to us. And we don't even realize it. And that's why we have to be very careful. As it says in the Bible, Keep yourselves from idols. Be careful that you don't slip into something that takes the place of God in your life. We must be very careful that we don't do that. And I was thinking on this week, which was my original, really my thought. I was thinking on this week about how we give vehicles. And I was thinking about my own car. Uh, when we get vehicles and we have the owner's manual that tells us what goes on in the vehicle. And we have manufacturers that have created these vehicles for an intended purpose. And they put things in there uh, that, that aid it and, and make it the trinkets that they put, make it uh, appealable. They appeal to us. And uh, and even the external parts of it, color and shapes and size, all of those things appeal to us. But if you want to know more about the vehicle, what do you do? You go to the manufacturer's the owner's manual, right? You look at the owner's manual, you go through it, you can see what does what, you can have a greater understanding of the power that your vehicle may have or even not have. Or you can you can understand what uh, aids you in doing whatever needs to be done. You can go there and check those things out. And that is the same way that we have to be or we must be in God. God is the creator, the manufacturer, so to speak. He has that invisible owner's manual. He has created us. He has placed things in us that maybe we don't even know about yet. He has placed things in us, some things we know about, some gifts and all of that. But there are some things in us that maybe we don't even know about. Or we may have a gift, we may have a talent, we may have something, and we don't even know why it's there or what it needs to be used for. We don't understand why God has made us the way that he has made us. We don't, we don't get it. We just have, we just like, oh my God, I have this. I don't know. I, I have this. Am I supposed to go in this direction? What am I supposed to do with this? But that's why we seek God. That's the sole purpose of us seeking God and saying, Lord, help me, God. What is in me, God? This gift, these things that I know how to do, or this thing that I don't understand why I have this, or how do I know how to do this? When we go back to God, He'll give to us our intended purpose for everything that he's placed in us. We thank God for sending Jesus as the ultimate sacrifice for us to be able to get to him. But when we continue to seek God and when we continue to pray and when we continue to ask God to reveal things to us about ourselves, because we must do that, God will do that. God will show us 
what's in us and what the intended purpose of that thing is. We don't just have gifts and talents and, and things going on within us and in our lives for no reason. And sometimes we're so focused on that outside that we don't focus on what's on the inside right? We have to begin to focus on what's on the inside and allow those little things that are in us to be used to the glory of God. We have to become those willing vessels that say, Lord, if you want to use me, use me, God. Whichever way you want me to go, take me, God. Whatever you want me to say, God, word my mouth, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. I don't know why I have this in me. I don't know why this gift is in me. I don't know why I can see things or I have visions or dreams or I, I see things before they happen or I, I can discern or understand something. I don't know why I have this gift or what it should be used for. Lord, I don't even know my purpose. I don't even know why I'm here. Many people say that, but that is the sole purpose that you go back to the creator. You go back to the creator that has that invisible owner's manual and he knows everything about you and he'll tell you what your purpose is, why you're here, what you should be doing, which way you should be going, which direction you should be taking. That's the sort of God that we serve. And there is an intended purpose for each and every one of us. There is an intended purpose for each and every one of us. And that's why we seek God and we say, Lord, help me, God, take out those things that I've allowed to get into my spirit and into my mind that are not like you and give me back. Lord, show me my intended purpose. God, show me, take me back to that place where you placed all those things in me, God, and show me what they should be used for. Oftentimes we have become tainted. We don't even realize how tainted we have become. We don't realize how things have crept into our lives. We don't realize how we have allowed things into our ears. We don't realize how those things affect our minds. We don't realize how we have associated with people and those spirits have gotten on us and into us. We don't realize this, but we have to say, Lord, you, you created me for a purpose and there are things in me that you want to use God. So I need to come back to you to see what my intended purpose is. I need to come back to you, God, and see what I need to be used for God. I need to come back to you, God and lay down in prayer and in fasting and consecrate myself and begin to separate myself, God, so that I can have a clearer view and a straight picture and a vision, a tunnel vision, if you will, to you, God, so that I know what you have me for. I thank you, Lord, for Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for caring enough about me, God. I thank you for being so mindful that you allowed yours. You sent your son, you sent your son to die for me and to raise back up and live so that I can have life. And I'm thankful to you, God. But I don't understand why I'm here, Lord. 
I don't understand my intended purpose. I don't understand what I have these things in me for. I don't know where to go to use them. God, help me, Lord. I need you, God. This is the sort of mentality that we must have with God and in God because he has created each and every one of us for a purpose. And those internal things, those things that you may not focus on or know about, those things, if you don't know about it, go to God and say, Lord, help me, God. What is this, God? What have you placed in me that's now dormant? God, what have you given me that I put down and I haven't picked it back up? Lord, what gift, what talent, God? What calling is on my life that I'm wasting away? God, what is it, God? What is it in me, Lord, that I should be doing, God? How can I honor you, God, with my body, with my mind? How can I honor you, God, with my speech, Lord? How can I do your will, God? How can I do with God. You have to go back to him. You have to ask him. You have to be sincere. You must surrender. You must submit yourself to God and say, Lord, I need your help. Lord, help me, God. Just like we don't understand those vehicles. We don't understand what thing goes for what all the time. We don't understand what button we push and how we work certain things. Or if you turn this knob, what it does. And we go back to that owner's manual. Or you can go to the manufacturer and you say, okay, they made this for this reason. They put this here for this intended purpose. They place this here and it's going to help my vehicle run optimally if I do what they tell me to do. This is how we must be with God. If I do what the Lord tells me to do, if I go and and follow the calling that he has on my life, then I'll be at optimal performance. I can perform optimally, but I must get back into God. I must seek God, the creator, because he knows what he placed in me and he knows why he placed it in me. I'm not like everybody else. I'm unique in a sense. God has given me a gift that maybe someone else does not have. He's placed things within me to be used for a specific and a particular purpose. And I must get to that place where I use my gifts, where I allow the calling on my life, where I allow that calling on my life to come and I accept it, where I do what the Lord has called for me to do. I cannot continue to sit back and allow the gifts that the Lord has given me to sit dormant. Those things that he's placed in me, I need to be about my father's business. I need to do what he's calling for me to do. There are people that are waiting on you in particular to do what the Lord has called for you to do. There is a place in God that you need to be and you have to seek him. So that you can get into that place, whatever you have that God has for you to do, you better get to get about your father's business and do it. There are people waiting on you. There are souls waiting on you. Your family may be needing you to step up and do what the Lord wants you to do so that they can come to salvation. There are things that the Lord has called and nobody else is going to be able to pull them out like you can. And we don't want to lose out. We don't want to lose that blessing. We don't want to live below the performance that God has given us that we can live up to. We don't want to live beneath the standards. We don't want to live beneath optimal. We don't want to do that. We want to do what the Lord has called for us to do. And so if you've put something down and you've not picked it back up or you don't realize what's in you and why it's there, or there are things in you that you are wondering about, go back to the creator, go back to the manufacturer, 
Go back to the one who put it there. Go back to the one who has blessed you and put gifts in you so that you know which way you ought to go. I thank God for it. Tonight, I thank God for giving me the thought that he gave me on tonight. I thank him for being so good and kind. And I want to continue to give him his flowers as much as I can. I want to continue to glorify God and honor him in the way that I do. I don't want to be like anybody else. We have to get out of the mindset of looking at others and wanting to praise and worship and honor the way they do. You don't have to worship like anybody else. You don't have to talk like anybody else. You don't have to walk like anybody else. God has made you specifically and uniquely and wonderfully. So you need to get to the place in your life where you say, God, show me which way you want me to go. Lord, show me how you want me to do it. God, give me how you want me to say it. I don't want to be like anybody else. I don't want to be like others because guess what? If it was a whole bunch of us like everybody else, just robots, who, how are we going to call different ones to God? Everyone has their own style. Everyone has their own way. No, the Lord's word does not change. God's word. God's word does not change. The commandments of God are real. The gift of the Holy Ghost that Jesus promised would come, that comfort, and when he left, it's all real. Jesus is real. And yes, he gave up his life in the, he gave up his life on this side, and he raised up in the spirit, and he's sitting on the right hand of God. And we have to get to that place where we understand I'm not a clone. I'm not like anybody else, but I'm here to do the will of my father in the way that he would have me to do it. So you have to seek God to understand what way that is that you ought to be going. Thank God for giving you another chance. Thank God for blessing you on today to be here. Thank God that he's faithful and he'll never leave us. Thank God that he extended his grace and his mercy to us. Thank God. Get out of the box. A feeling like you have to do what others do. And you go to God for yourself and you say, Lord, show me the way that you want me to go and how you want me to do what you want me to do. Because I want to get your word out there, God. I want people to understand your love for us. I want people to understand that the commandments are still right. I want people to understand that Jesus is so real. I want people to understand that the Holy Ghost is a gift that they can have, but there are steps that we need to take in order to get to that place. And you may have to tell someone those very words, but you tell them in the way that God has given you to tell them. Whatever your gift is, whether it be uh, in song, in speech, uh, whether it be in art, whatever your gift is, however God has gifted you to do whatever he wants you to do, whether you be a servant, whether you be a preacher, whether you just, you be a person that does art, whether you do poetry, whether whatever it is, however God gifts us in different ways. And it, it, it oftentimes is to get different groups to come to him in different methods. We're not going to all pull people the same way. You have to get to that place where you understand that God wants to use you in the way that he intended. So whatever is in you, seek him for understanding about it and allow him to use you.
I thank you, Lord, for being so good and kind. I thank God for being so good. He's wonderful. And I hope that you have gotten something from this thought on tonight because I was not going in that direction, but I try to go where the Lord leads me to go. I honor him on today. I thank him because he is so good. I thank God for you all. I thank God for you all. And I love you. God loves you more than I ever could, but I love you with the love of God. And I pray because sometimes it gets so hard. I say, Lord, help me. Cause I do. Sometimes I get frustrated and I'm like, Lord, please help me. Cause people, people, if you, I don't know if you watch Martin, I watch Martin. I used to watch Martin. And I remember on the episode, he said, people make me mad. And he was talking to Gina in the episode of Martin. And I thought about that because people can truly get to you. They truly can upset you because of some of the things that you see that happen. And some of the things that people say, I love people, but it, you know, it's like, God, please help me, Lord. Help me, God, because I can't say that I love you and not love people. I can't say that I love you and not have a, a compassion and an empathy for your people, God. I can't say that I love you and I turn the other way when I see those in need. I can't say that. And I've always asked the Lord. I always said to God, Lord, I want to love. I want to love, 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 over love. I want to love beyond what goes on. And even though things happen and I get frustrated. I still love people. I still do. And I pray all the time. I say, Lord, never, I don't ever want to take that away. I don't ever want to lose that. I don't ever want to lose that sort of uh, care and concern for people. And, and I get upset for a quick second and I'm like, oh, okay. I remember I was talking to somebody. I'm like, was I supposed, were we supposed to be angry with each other or something? Because it's like, you just, you know, I don't want to have that sort of mindset. I don't want to live like that. I, and I thank God that he's continued to deliver me from that. I thank God that I'm not who I once was. I thank God that he's delivered me and he's taken some things out of my life. But I tell you, whatever God has for you to do, don't let time steady go on and you miss the mark that God has has for you. And that doesn't mean just go out there and jump ship and do whatever you want to do without consulting God and, and just listen to every voice and everything, every person that comes talking in your ear. But you have to get to a place where if you need to fast and pray, pray and fast and begin to separate yourself and get in your word and allow God to talk to you and really whisper those sweet words in your ear and those admonition that those admonishments in your ear and the directives in your ear and lead you and guide you to what he wants to do, then that's what you must do. That's what you must do because we need to get to a place where we take back what the devil is trying to and has stolen from us. We need to get to a place where we stand strong, stand firm, stand boldly in the face of the enemy and we allow God to use us and we show the enemy that we mean business. That's the place that we ought to be in. Now, I don't have time for mess. I don't have time for messiness. I don't have time for people that bring confusion and all these things. I don't have time for that. I don't have time for the, the ways of people that will distract you and keep you from what God has for you. You must get to the place where you understand that people can be a distraction, that things can be a distraction. Sometimes we get so caught up into people and trying to figure them out and trying to understand and trying to fix this. Now. 
People can be a distraction. We need to fix whatever needs to be fixed, move on with our lives and do what the Lord has for us to do because you do not have forever. You do not have forever. Time is not gonna be forever. And we don't know when our number will be pulled. We don't know what day, what hour. We don't know when God is going to send Jesus or we don't know when we're going, our life is going to be gone. We have no idea. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know when we're going to, uh, our last day is going to be. So we have to get to that place where we say, Lord, help me, God. I want to be delivered free. I want to live for you. I want to die in you. I want to do exactly what you have for me to do. I want to see Jesus in peace. I want to make it. I want to make it to the, I want to make it to the other side in peace. I don't want to live this life and go through everything that I'm going through here and then go uh, get to the place where I lose out and be a castaway in God. I want to make it in. I want to make it to the promises that the Lord has for me, not only in the natural, but in the spiritual. I want to make it. So we must get to that place where we submit, surrender, lay down our lives for the life that God has for us and become that willing vessel that he can use, understanding that he is the creator and whatever we need, he has placed it in us. And what Whatever we need, he can give it to us. So we have to move beyond this way of thinking, our own minds, our own thoughts, our own way of doing things and allow God, the creator, to do what he wants to do in our lives. We have some greatness in us. We have some wonderful things inside of us. But unless we let go of the other side and stop straddling the fence and choose ye this day, whom I'm a whom we are going to serve, we will not make it. Choose, make a definitive choice. Decide determinately and doggedly. Be dogmatic about it. I choose God. I'm going to serve God through Jesus. I choose him and I accept the invitation of Jesus in my life. The Lord loves you. The Lord loves you. And he showed it already. He shows us time and time again, how much he loves us, but we have to give up our way, our thoughts for his. I thank God for being so good. Hopefully I'll, you'll upload uh, the next episode uh, on next Monday at 7 p.m. And I hope that you have a wonderful week on this week. Hopefully the rest of your evening is great and choose if nothing else, just choose. Don't put things before God choose God, serve God, worship him and honor him and accept those gifts that he's given you specifically to you, uniquely and divinely yours for his purpose in you and use those things. Don't set out to be like anybody else. Don't look at anybody else and want to be like them because you have something specific to the design for your life. And unless you allow God to take control of your life and to use you, you'll never reach that potential and you'll never see how optimal you can truly be in God. You'll never see how great God is. You'll never feel that peace, that great peace and that great joy until you totally give up and give over to God. Just like you go and you research that owner's manual or the manufacturer for your vehicle, do the same thing for God. He can tell you everything that's in you and he can tell you everything that you need to do to pull it out of you. I love you and I thank you all. Have a wonderful evening. And until next week, keep on pressing, keep pressing. Don't stress, but keep on pressing. God bless you. Keep pressing.
Thank you. 